0: If you have your Bible and I hope you do join me in Ephesians chapter 2. We're going to continue the uh, The message that we started last week called Happy Thanksgiving this This is a happy time of year Thanksgiving. I love Thanksgiving. I love the food. I won't lie to anybody I love the food because we get to eat and I don't have to worry about what my doctor says for a few days. I get to eat whatever I want, have a couple of diabetic attacks, get back on track, and then go to the doctor after Thanksgiving and get everything straightened out. But Thanksgiving is just a a wonderful season. And like we talked about last week, One of the things that I want to make sure for us as believers, as followers of Christ, is that we don't have everything upside down Um, because it's easy to do, uh, but we we celebrate the food, and, and, and of course we celebrate family, but sometimes we lose focus on Jesus Christ, and we lose focus on truly where our thanks lies. And where the blessings are from and so I want to just want to remind us I'm not scolding anybody I'm not even scolding me even though I will eat too much pie it's good to celebrate like we did this morning it's it's good to be together with family and that's some happy happy stuff but we do we've got to make sure that we stay focused on Jesus Christ. And like we talked about, just brief, like we talked about last week, one of the things that's so big for Thanksgiving is this whole idea that we get to come to a table. And for our families, honestly, a lot of times now that's not a normal thing. Even in just our small family units at home, we don't always sit down at the table together. But with our big families, It's not often that we get to sit at the table and share a meal together. And, you know, I've advanced, and I don't like it. I sit at the adult table now, and I prefer the kids' table. But we get to come to a table together, and there's a whole lot of great things about a table. At the table, there's peace. At the table, there's unity. At the table, of course, there's food. And at the table, there's celebration and there's thanksgiving. And all of those things are so be- very important for us as a family. But there's another table. And this is where that, that idea for us to make sure that we're keeping things in the proper perspective. There's another table that as believers, we have a seat at. We have an invitation to the table with Christ. We are welcome, exactly like we are. And I know that's hard for us sometimes to accept. But that's the truth in Jesus Christ. We're welcomed exactly like we are. And as we sit at the table with Him in peace, and what we're going to look, about the, look at this morning in His grace, there is a natural change that takes place in us because of the seat that we have at His table. And it's a place of rest and a place of grace and a place of freedom, and a place, that word grace, unmerited favor. That's the definition of the word grace. And I'm curious if you have ever really thought about what that means. Have you really ever let that word grace and that idea of unmerited favor sink in? Because for me, if, if and when I sit still long enough to really think about what that means for me as a believer in Jesus Christ, a follower of Christ, seated at his table, it is just absolutely overwhelming because like the definition says, it's unmerited. There's nothing that I can do to earn that grace, but he just showers it on me just because he loves me. And man, we get that so mixed up sometimes in life. But He doesn't. He never wavers. He never fails. He never takes it back. Grace. Because He loves us. And that just, it's honestly one of those things that at my age that I won't say out loud. I still have trouble putting my my heart and my mind around what that really means, even though I get it, I completely get it, but it just, just it doesn't make sense. So let's look. I, I ask you to join me in Ephesians chapter 2. Let's look at some verses that, that outline this idea about grace. We'll talk about it for a couple of minutes, and then we're going to celebrate that grace this morning with Jesus at his table. But Ephesians chapter 2, the words will be on the the screen for you this morning. Uh, Paul records for us, Once you were dead because of your disobedience and your many sins. You used to live in sin just like the rest of the world, obeying the devil, the commander of the powers in the unseen world. He is the spirit at work in the hearts of those who refuse to obey God. All of us used to live that way. Following the passionate desires and inclinations of our, of our sinful nature, by our very nature, we were subject to God's anger just like everyone else. And then here's that, here's that clause in verse 4. But God... So, God can point to us in all future ages as examples of the incredible wealth of His gra- grace and kindness towards us, as shown in all that He has done for us who are united in Christ Jesus. In verse 8, God saved you by His grace when you believed. That's faith. And you can't take credit for this, it is a gift from God. Salvation is not a reward for the good things that we've done so that none of us can boast about it. For we are God's masterpiece. He created us anew in Christ Jesus so that we can do the good things He planned for us long ago. Grace. The the goodness of grace. And again, that, that idea that God saved us by his grace. There's nothing that we can do. We can't earn it. We can't brag about it. We can't take credit for it. He showers it on us. And again, that that clause that I referenced for you there in verse 4, but God. And, and that's, man, That that's the... Those two words are the culmination of the explanation of what grace is. But God, not because of Heath, but God, because he loves us. And, you know, that that grace that that we have, um, it reminds me and it makes me think of of freedom of sorts, but don't, don't get lost in, in the idea of freedom because sometimes we'll take that too far. It's not a freedom to do whatever we want to do. It's a freedom to live in him like he's called us to do, but there's room for error. And for us, that's, that's important. That's so important in, in the world that we live in. He gives us room to make mistakes, but there's still a seat at the table. We don't lose that when we've messed up, when we've gone on our way a little bit. That grace still, we, we still live in that grace. That grace is still extended for us. And we still have a place. And I'm, I'm curious for us, because I always, always think about this and, and I think for us as believers, it's how, it's how we should reflect Christ to the world because He loves me. He showers me with grace because of Him. Nothing to do with me. And the question that I have to examine and I have to correct myself on all the time is how much grace am I extending in the world around me, to people that are around me every day. And somebody that's so much smarter than me said this about grace. And this is what I want, this is what I want somebody to say about me too. And, and I know that they don't, but I wish they did. Grace, I want it to be natural, a part of who I am. I want people to try to pull me back because they think that I've gone too far. And if that's not the definition of the grace that God's extended us, I don't know what else is because he has gone too far and he's going to continue to go too far. He's never going to take that back. But how about for us and the people around us and the grace that we share with people that we come in contact with every day, The people in the world around us are human just like we are. They're imperfect just like we are, and they all mess up just like we do. But do we extend them grace in those moments? Do we recognize the need for grace, and then do we move on? Because I think we, unlike God, we'll hold on to that stuff. And I know nobody else in here does it, but I might even remind somebody sometimes. Of remember, Joe, that time? Remember that time? But that's not grace, right? Grace forgets, grace lets go, grace moves on, grace reminds you that you have a seat at the table. Are we able to do that, to recognize that something wasn't right and then move on? Because, again, grace, it just makes no sense for us. Another quote that I want to share with you because it's so very important. Anybody know the name Bob Goff? yeah. A few of you do Bob Goff. If you've never read his book, Love Does, get it and read it. It's, it's an easy read, but it's so very good. But something that he says. It's easy to say to people that you're invited. This is the idea of extending grace and inviting somebody to the table. It's easy to say to people that you're invited. What happens when they come is what defines us what happens when they come is what defines us and then he goes ahead and says extend the table because everybody's welcome think about that from the idea of the table that that we have a seat at with Jesus Christ we we come freely he's invited us to come and to sit down and that defines him that grace that he showers on us that grace despite of us, it defines who he is because he extends the table to us and we can come and sit down and know that we are welcome and know that we're in a place of peace and know that we are forgiven and loved. But are, are, are we able to do That With that invitation to someone and not necessarily to a physical table, but just that extension to someone of grace in life to to extend that invitation to them to extend that seat at the table to them and not hold on to something that's happened in the past, but truly that everyone is welcome because we want them to know the grace of Jesus Christ. And if if we are if we are holding on to those things, and in the video, you know, it it really does kind of fit those ping pong balls that floated on the half-filled life of Christ. If we're holding on to those little things, we're not, we are not giving and sharing the grace of Jesus Christ. Everybody around us deserves it just as much as we do. And our example from the life that we live should be that invitation to the table, to the table of Jesus Christ, to the grace of Christ. And oh, that our life would be Be that example of grace that people would see us and people would instantly recognize in us that in the world's terms and in the world's standards something is wrong because that grace, that forgiveness that peace that comes from Christ and with Christ, it doesn't make sense in the messed up world we live in but that we could be that different because of him that the world notices and then they ask and they want to know what's going on and that we can share with them that grace and that peace that only comes through Jesus Christ only comes in him so Charlie and Lisa if if you guys would would come on up this morning we're um, we're going to worship for just a minute, because I want to give the opportunity uh, before before we celebrate the Lord's Supper, I want to give the opportunity for us um, for us to reflect on that grace, but also for us in this moment if there's someone here that doesn't understand doesn't know that grace, hasn't accepted that grace, hasn't surrendered their life to Christ. It's never too late, and right now is the perfect time. Um, as, as Charlie and Lisa lead us in worship, Joe and I will go to the back of the room, and we would love the opportunity to talk with you and to pray with you um, and to share with you what that relationship With Jesus Christ really means and Joe and I will be the first ones to tell you we don't have all the perfect answers and we're not perfect people but God and we want you to know that grace that comes from him alone and again nothing that we deserve nothing that we can earn and nothing that we can do to get except surrender to Jesus Christ so let's worship together and again we'll be back there I'm gonna ask Karen if she would join us too. for um, if any of the ladies would like to to talk to a lady um, but we, we just want to take a few minutes and reflect on that grace and if he's calling you this morning don't wait don't put it off don't say oh, I'll take care of that next week take care of it today respond today let him change your life today so father as we worship God you speak we're going to trust you and we're going to answer we're going to answer your call and I pray this in Jesus name amen